Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm a mom of three kids, ages two, five, and seven, and I live in Southern California. And I'm Megan. I am the mom of five kids, ages six through 17, and I live in Michigan. This is the Mom Hour, part of the Life Listened Network. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 78 of the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers here, as always, with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. 78. 78. We're getting up there, man. So um, we're actually recording this right at the kickoff to the holiday season 2016, but we chose not to go with a holiday topic today because we know many of you listen year round and um, we're going to keep it kind of a general topic today. But uh, later on in the show, I'll talk about what we're doing with some of our awesome holiday content. So if you do want that from us, we, ha- we we've got that too. If you're like me, you're, you're drowning in it anyway, right now. So. Exactly. It can almost be overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. So um, what we are talking about today is friendships. This is a, a topic we get requested a lot. And it's actually something we've touched on a lot in different ways in different episodes. Um, but it's been a while since we've really devoted a conversation to it. And what we thought we'd do today um, is not talk about making new friends. We have talked about that before. And in the show notes, I'll link to um, a bunch of stuff we've done on friendships. But let's assume that we're busy parents and moms out there. And we have friendships of varying degrees of closeness. And I think what we're going to talk about today is more how do we sustain that? How do we make time for the friends? friends that we do have. Um, How can all of the amazing internet and technology help us do that in fun ways? And then also, how can we really make time for things like getting away with your girlfriends or at least getting out for coffee? So that's kind of the plan for today. And again, um, we have kind of talked about making new friends as a mom, and that's really um, pretty important. So we'll make sure to link to those conversations in the show notes um, as we have discussed it before. All right. So, well, let's start with how you and I, who are friends in real are life, you like me, <laughs> yeah, I do, I do. Um, and if you've listened to every episode of this show, you kind of know the backstory on how we became friends. But I thought it'd be fun first to talk about how we keep in touch because this is funny. We work together, 
we live in different cities. Um, we some we a lot of times have work stuff to discuss, but we've also become pretty good friends. So um, it's kind of it's a little bit of a mix, wouldn't you say? A I, lot I of- think yes, but I think the number one tip is start a podcast. Start a podcast with your with your friend. Seriously, your- though, because honestly, Sarah, if we didn't have this podcast, don't you think we would usually end up reverting to talking about business? Yeah, definitely. You know, and, and this we, gives us an opportunity to talk about life and find out yeah. stuff about each other we otherwise would not have or just wouldn't have taken the time to. So, yeah, no, that is that is so true. This this makes us have those conversations and I love it. Um we also use Google Hangouts instead of regular text messaging. And yes. this is something I think is funny because why don't you okay, you tell me why you like Google Hangouts over regular texting. Well, I'm terrible at texting, A. Like I never learned how to swipe. Um, so watching me text is painful. I like tap, tap, tap. People like to make fun of me. So it takes me forever. I don't like using iMessenger on my computer because it screws up. Like I've had a lot of times where it doesn't sync correctly. Okay. Uh, so like it'll go to one device and not the other. Yes. Or randomly just show up on an iPad I never even use. I mean, it's bizarre. So I don't like to use iMessages if I can at all uh, avoid it. And I think uh, my husband used Hangouts forever, and we have lots of group Hangouts with friends that are really fun, yeah. and there's, like, cool little stickers you can put in there, which is fun. Yeah. I just like that if I have my Gmail open, there's Hangouts. So it's, it's okay. a, Google, a Google product. Um, it's just there. It's easy. I don't have to be on my phone. I, the less I, time I spend on my phone, the better off I am. So I try to keep right. it, like, plugged in or in my purse and not, you know, in my hand at all times Right. Uh, with varying degrees of success lately, especially, I just feel like we're becoming such a mobile society. It's like I'm becoming, you know, indoctrinated to that or whatever, assimilated to that, even though I don't want to be. But I just like, I just like the functionality of Hangouts. The other cool thing is you can search for conversations in your Gmail. If you're like, oh, I can't remember. Did I have that? Was that an email or in a Hangout? If you search your Gmail, it will show up whether it was a Hangout or um, an email. So you can find the conversation. Yeah. There's, there's well, my pitch. No, I I didn't really know because I use Gmail, but I use it in Apple's mail, um, you know, program on my yeah. computer. So I don't actually have Gmail open in my browser hardly ever. Um, but should. Hangouts to me was just a different, like a different way of texting. And it's so funny. We've said this before, but I am much more mobile. You, you spend more time on your computer because you have all kids in school and, you know, a pretty like predictable work from home schedule. And I don't. So I, whatever I can do on my phone, um, makes my life easier, but Hangouts does have the mobile app and that's usually what I'm tapping away on when you and I are chit chatting. Although I will say both with iMessages, which is Apple's chat, whatever. Um, and I agree if you're, if you don't stay on top of all those updates and the syncing all of your devices and make sure the right phone numbers are with the right Apple IDs. And I totally agree. It can get very wonky. Um, but either way with Hangouts or with iMessages, I do like the ability to see a text come in on my phone and then wait until I'm sitting at a computer if I want to add a longer reply. And that's for both work and personal. So, yeah. Um, uh, you know, I think it also um, has to do with the fact that you're just a little bit younger than me. I know, like, only, what, a couple of years younger? Yeah. But I do think it makes a difference because I I was, like, a really early internet adopter, but I got really used to doing it my way right. in, like, the late 90s. And I never really wanted to stop doing it that way. I mean, I really was into, like, AOL Instant Messenger. And to me, messaging, texting was something you did to make plans. Right. Um, but it wasn't something you did to have a conversation like on right. your phone. So right. I've just always been more used to being able to type. I'm a really fast typer. 
on yes, my computer. And it's too. very frustrating for me to try to type a, a real message on my phone. So yes. And I think I came to motherhood right when SMS and text messaging was starting to be pretty widely adopted. Yeah. Um, and in 2008, mo you know, a lot of people were going to smartphones. It wasn't, you know, it still was a curve, but, um, and so I had nursing babies and a phone in my hot little hand for a long time. So I yeah. got really good at, now I still would prefer, I, I'm a fast typer too, and I'd still prefer to be on my computer, but I just wasn't for so long. Mm -hmm. And I just had that, I had, I think I had a Blackberry when I had my first, cause I was still working. I had oh a my Blackberry yeah. when Allegra was born. And then I got my first iPhone, I want to say right around when Reed was born and everything mobile was just happening faster. So wow. it's really funny. So what about talking? I want to talk about talking on the phone because I was thinking about this and I was realizing that I do like to talk on the phone to a few friends, but they are all people. And I never thought about it this way, but they're all people that I have a history of talking on the phone with, which dates back to like high school or in some cases college. And, you know, maybe we were long distance friends in yeah. college, but I, I rarely talk on the phone to anyone I have met in like the post digital age. Isn't that funny? I just don't think it's, we're not used to it. And it's, you know, I, I would say that I'm the same, except all the people I would have talked to on the phone, then I see regularly now. So there's kind yeah. of no need. Um, yeah that I still have, you know, a, a close relationship with, or like my sister and I, we've just, we switched to messaging and internet pretty early on and, and basically right. stopped talking on the phone. Um, and because we would have these conversations that kind of just went on all day long. Right. Um, you know, it's funny that I avoid talking on the phone when I have no problem sitting down and, and recording a podcast with you. The one yeah. thing that remember the day, okay. So I just got for people who I, maybe I don't remember if I've mentioned this or not. I just got a new car, my very, very first new, new, just for me car. Yay. Super excited. Yay. It's a Jeep Cherokee. And I, one day you called me or I, I called you. No, you called me because you had your Bluetooth. Cause I had my Bluetooth was, set up Yeah, and I was driving and I had to be, I was like driving from Michigan to Chicago or, or vice versa. It was like two hours. I was going to be in the car and I didn't want to wait for whatever it was. I was going to tell you. Right. And I just hit a button and then there you were. And I actually right. think this Bluetooth might make me more of a phone talker yeah. for sure. Because I'm in the car anyway, and you know the other times I can I could probably name ten times total I've ever talked to you on the phone, and usually it's because I've had some kind of idea or something came up, and I was like I don't have time to sit down or like right. I want to get this out really quick, but right. just a chit chat usually not, and I think that day was just a chit chat. In fact, I think I called you just to vent about something that annoyed me. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, so, and you were just really excited about your car and having that's, your phone. That in there. too. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. I do, I do use phone to talk to some of my like closest friends, but the car, that's a really, again, that's a really smart connection because, um, I feel like it started when I was kind of driving around in the preschool years. And one of my, my best, best, best friend from growing up, Sarah had a baby at the same time. So our, our oldest have always been the same age and we've kind of been on parallel tracks and we did talk on the phone actually quite a bit in the new motherhood years, but I always remember like preschool drop-offs, one of us would call the other. And I think I had Bluetooth in my car or was able to put it in. I don't think I was holding my phone to my ear. That's bad. Don't, don't do that people. That's not good. Don't do that. I don't, and I can't, doing I don't that, like but, doing that. Like even the few no. times, like I've just had to, for some reason, I right. really, I feel like I'm multi, like for some reason, having the phone in my hand makes it yeah. feel like I'm not driving. Yeah. And I, going back all the way to like my Chicago days, I used to do these really long drives to and from the suburbs and I always had an earpiece in. So I guess I've just been used to using car time to catch up with 
faraway friends or my family and mm-hmm. my sister. So Sarah and I started calling each other after preschool drop off years and years ago. And that was, and then my friend Nikki as well. And she's three hours later. Um, but so I do have like a small handful of friends that I really look forward to phone conversations with, even though they're on social media and we text and everything else. And so I think it's funny that there just may be some friends that work for phone conversations. And for me, I think it's the ones where we're used to having kind of long conversations. And the other thing that's great is those are all friends who have small children and totally understand that this with Sarah and I in particular, we always laugh. Like every conversation might be five seconds or 30 minutes and you just never know. And there's no guilt and no taking offense. If you're like, oops, gotta go. Like, you know, somebody's screaming or I dropped something or, you know, I just got often we'll be like, yep, I just got to school. So see you later. And we have more frequent conversations, but they may be five minutes long. So it's just interesting, but I would never think to catch up on the phone with someone that I've met in like the post email and texting and social media age. I would just text them. So yeah. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah. And for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle, whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour50 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code themomhour 15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Yeah, I'm looking just, just out of curiosity right now. I'm like scrolling through my <laughs> recent calls in and out. And I mean, like none of them are people I know in real life. Um right. I mean, besides like work people that I have to talk to on the phone, um, except the kids, because I do have to call them sometimes if they don't respond to a text, I have to call okay. them and like make sure they're actually paying attention. 
but almost every other phone call on here is just the school calling with an automatic update about something or the schedule right. change or something work related. So right. yeah, not on the phone very much at all. Yeah. Well, and then I guess my final thought on phone stuff is, um, I, I, I can think of one friendship where there was some uneven, like she was calling me more often and I was putting off calling her back because I just never had that 30 minutes of yeah. free time. And this is a friend who does not have children. Um, and so I, I do, I think if that's going on and you want to continue that friendship, it's maybe it's either time for like a direct conversation or at least making an indirect offering of, you know, what's easier is email or texting. And that this particular friend does actually text me more often now. And we really, we see each other a little more often than we used to, but we, um, we are, we never catch up on the phone because it it was just, she she was going for long catch up conversations and I just didn't have it in me. So, yeah. Well, uh, and that actually made me think of one person I do talk to pretty regularly on the phone and that's Jessica Ashley from single mom nation. mm -hmm. And she loves talking on the phone and you know, I'm ambivalent about it. Um, but one thing she will always do is text first and say, do you have a minute to talk on the phone? Because if I, like if the phone rings and I'm not expecting it, I, it's like an interruption of my thoughts or my day. I'm not going to answer that phone. I hardly ever will answer that call unless it's like, you know, an elderly relative I haven't spoken to in forever or whatever. So, um, so Jessica will always ask. And that was also something like I had to kind of figure out, this was my part of the compromise. I had to figure out early on that that was important to her, even though it wasn't really that important to me. That was a way she liked to talk things through that way. So like I had to, get used to it and like force myself to get used to it, which wasn't really that hard once I did it. And then, you know, she started just kind of asking because she realized that got her better results probably. And the other thing she's great about is just like getting off the phone if I need, when I'm done or when she's done, we just get off. It's like, yep. Done. Bye. None of this totally. awkward wrap up situation. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I totally agree. Like so, the, extend, the extended goodbye. Yeah. The well, I'll talk to you later. Okay. <laughs> nice to talk to you. I mean, we don't do that. It's like later yeah. and it's, we're yep. done. No, that's so. the same with, with my Sarah and me. Um, and then uh, the other thing that I thought of when you just said that is time change and time schedule. So my sister calls often, my sister and I do talk on the phone, but we have terrible, she's two hours later than me and she works a full-time job. So we like our schedules match up terribly. She, one year she was always calling on her way to work. And it wasn't that we weren't awake. It was like, I was trying to get the kids out the door. And we just said like, I will all, she said, I'll always call you on my commute, you know, once in a while, but you'd never have to feel bad about not picking up. So I, Mm -hmm. I I can guarantee a missed call from my sister, like once or twice a week on her way home. But I never feel like, Oh crap, I need to drop everything and pick it up. It's just, I know she's on her way home. Um, and that if I can pick up, I will. And once in a while I can, but often I can't. So uh, the more you can kind of like cultivate those no guilt, like Hey, call when you can, or just calling right. to say hi, but don't worry about calling me back. And it doesn't turn into like a phone tag guilt situation. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's funny. Um, well, I was going to talk about, um, we ca- talked a little bit about texting and, um, group texts you mentioned, I feel like with, especially in new motherhood. And if you have a little posse, a little tribe of friends, having a good group text or group chat can just be really fun and kind of nourishing in a way. Um, so I think that is another, I don't know how you kind of cultivate that, except that if you've got a group of people who are consistently on the same platform, whether it's hangouts or, you know, iMessage or whatever, it's just, it's, it's again, it's like, you don't have the guilt of needing to write back right away, but you can just sort of chime in or say something fun or funny. And it's, you know, it's an ongoing 
water cooler conversation yeah. with, uh, with other adults, which I think is really important when you are sometimes by yourself a lot. So I, I know there are people who have violent feelings about group texts. Oh, really? I like okay. group. I like group hangouts when you like a group hangout. You create a group. You know who's in the hangout. You know exactly who's talking. Um, yeah. And everyone has the same kind of technological capabilities within that too. Right. So group yeah. texts can get a little tricky because I've gotten group texts where I have no idea who sent it. I don't know who Got the it. other people are who are chiming in. And sometimes not everyone can read those the same. So like I right. know people who can't even get group texts or yes. who can't see photos in group texts or like yeah. it gets all wonky and like it's just that never ending conversation that just goes on and on. Now for me, I don't really care. It doesn't really bother me, but I know people right. who have like violent aversions to those. So that's okay, another I reason do, to consider yeah. something like a Facebook group or a um a, a Google Hangout if that yeah. could be the case in your and I do that happens in my neighborhood a lot <laughs> because yeah. people, there's like there's the group with ten people on it the group with four people on it people are adding and okay so I do know what you meant I guess what I meant was the very consensual opt in like we right. are already a group of friends who all know each other and are choosing to be in this virtual space right. together which yes. a Facebook group if you if all your friends are on Facebook would be another great way to do that. Um, or hangouts or something. But and yes. I, I find that the group texting works really well with like two or three people at a time, like mm-hmm. like two friends and you or three friends and you because yep. it's easy and manageable. And right. then once it gets beyond that, it's like, what? Who's, who's saying what? And right. you get all confused. And right. right. Have you ever had a group text come through and you didn't realize it was a group text and you responded as though you were responding directly to that person? Yes. I've done I have that, had in, that. Or embarrassing. when there's side conversations going on, like my neighbors are talking about like, does anybody know a good whatever locally in town? But then I have a side conversation going on with one of those neighbors. And then like, I get confused which thing I'm responding to. And yeah, that happens. <laughs> that happens. Um, another thing about texting too, that I have found is when I have made a few new friends, cause you know, we moved here two years ago and we've had different new schools and new neighborhoods. And so I have made a, quite a few newer friends. I have found that the people who are a little more techie and on either, whether it's social media or they're just fast messenger, you know, they're, they're texty messenger type people. It, it really does go a long way in kind of deepening new friendships faster Yes, for better or for worse. Like I might see you every day at drop off or we may have like had coffee or whatever. But if, if we can also continue the conversation virtually, I just feel like I know that person better. So there's some, there's someone at our new school that I've probably only hung out with like twice and seen her a few times, but we just have this like really fun, funny kind of bantery of the same sense of humor. We've complained about the same things going on at our school in the same way. And it's totally taken that like virtual element. And now I feel like I know her really well and we totally get each other, but really we've only, we're very new friends. So I think that's kind of a nice, if you can, you know, if that happens, Nice. It makes it makes it so easy to make plans. There are there are friends of like my kids' friends' parents who I would never have seen in real life. Maybe wouldn't even know their first name. I'm terrible. Right. <laughs> I'm terrible at like the getting to know people part unless I really focus on it. So right. there's all this stuff swirling around me and all these people I'm meeting and I have like a some degree of face blindness. I'm starting to become convinced because I'll <laughs> see some and then later be like, is that that part? Like I'll think I saw that person at the store and it totally wasn't them. Right. So, um. It really helps to cement like a face, not even a face of the name, but just a name with a person and then like yes. what's their story. And then it makes it easier to make plans. It's so much yeah. easier just to say, hey, could we swing, you know, I'm I'm bringing William to your house. Um, mind if I swing in and chat for a little bit or whatever, you know, just to right. make it kind of – and that's that's definitely made it that much easier to make real friend connections and not just be like the mom at the, you know, dropping her kid off or whatever right. or picking up. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of texting – 
for those reasons for those for yeah. like utilitarian purposes in that way yeah and yeah and I again I think messaging chat like it all kind of bleeds together for me sometimes I'm on my phone sometimes I'm on my computer I do have a few friends who don't do any of those things mm-hmm. and are really not on social media and we're going to get into you know making time for in-person connection soon but it's just sort of it's just sort of a reality I don't think it means the friendship has to die right but it's just going to mean a different volume of communication um than if you were you know also catching up via these other methods so do you um I'm curious do you ever FaceTime well you don't even talk on the phone but do you guys FaceTime with any family or your sister FaceTime you hate FaceTime I hate FaceTime it's not surprising I've never FaceTimed with you we don't when we when we record we use Skype but not with our faces I don't I find it like when I want to talk to you I just want to talk to you I don't want to have to look at you I mean, I just feel like that just adds a level of complication to it. And then like, I have to hold the phone in a certain way. And like, I have to not look dumb. And then I start to get distracted by seeing my own face. Like I (laughs) I find it hard not to look at that. So yeah, I, I, to me, and I do, you know, I do video and stuff. It's not like I never look at a camera. That's not, I don't even have camera shyness. It's just this idea of us looking at each other, but we're really actually not in the same room. I find jarring. I don't like it. I agree with, I don't really FaceTime with any of my friends. When we FaceTime, it's usually because of the kids. So we will FaceTime with like, you know, to show off the kids and we will FaceTime with my parents or my sister. Yeah, we've done that too. Like the kids will FaceTime with like John's mom and stuff. So it's useful. Um, Yeah. Although don't you, do you ever find that the kids will just like take off with the phone and the next thing you know, you you have to find out, you find out your mother-in-law had to watch your kid play. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, color yeah. for half an hour. and you Well, that definitely talking. happens in my house. <laughs> yeah. But it's usually, they're so little that I'm usually kind of, yeah, uh, they don't even know yeah. how to use the phone. So yeah. kind of. Um, and then do you have anybody that you like send birthday cards to in the mail or send snail mail to? Or does anyone do that what? for you? My sister and I were trying to get that going again and we did for a little bit. Um, I have people, like I have adult friends who my kids are pen pals with because okay. then it's like a way for, like I have to oversee it. usually and get it actually out the out the door um but I'm not the one sitting down and writing the letter and it's I it's one of those nice sounds so nice and I know I feel like I should do that and I I just don't do that maybe not um I wrote letters way longer I think than a lot of people I loved writing letters through college um and birthday cards and everything I would say I probably send like three birthday cards a year and that's if I'm kind of on top of it um again it's a nice a nice idea. My friend Sarah is really good at care packages. She still will find something and send it for my birthday every year. And not because she has unlimited time or funds or anything. She has not those things, but, um, it is nice. I'm just not a huge care package person. It seems so overwhelming to me to get it all together. And I'm, I'm much more likely to be the person who just saw something that made me think of you and I bought it and sent it to you randomly, completely randomly. Like, yeah, no expectation around that at all. Um, I, you know, I usually am the person who realizes it's someone's birthday like tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of too late by that point to pull it all together. I mean, I know their birth, I know birth dates, like they're stuck in my head, but yeah. I don't always realize they're approaching as yes, quickly as they are. Yeah. That totally happens to me too. Yeah. Um, well, the final, the final thing I want to mention, I texted you this this morning is that I keep hearing about Voxer and you had not heard about it, correct? I had So not. Our, our cooler listeners are rolling their eyes right now. They'll be like, duh, you guys don't know about Voxer. But Voxer is basically like 
they, they Voxer themselves says it's like a walkie talkie to use with your friends, but it's really like voice messaging without the phone call. So you go on there and you see which of your friends has an account and I could just, and you can also message or send pictures or video, just like any other messaging service. But the way it's been explained to me by a couple people, one is another podcaster, Sarah Bagley, um, who was raving about it. And I've heard a couple other people talk about it is it's more for like when you, you're not going to pick up the phone and call a friend, but you thought of something really funny and it's just easier to kind of say it. And you just kind of say it into your phone and it goes to them like, you know, whatever, like a notification. And there's no pressure to like be on the phone live with right. each other. It's more just like voicemail love, kind of like when our listeners call in and, yeah. you know, leave us a message. So I don't know. It's kind of funny because on the one hand, people don't usually like voicemails. You hear voicemail and people are like, oh, I have to check my voicemail. I don't leave voicemails anymore. But this is sort of like a fun, intentional voicemail. And Sarah Bagley, it, she it, was telling me about it. She's like, no, it's kind of like having your own personal podcast with your friends. Like she said, yeah. I'll have a business idea and I'll just message one of my kind of fellow blogger podcasters and be like, Hey, just had this idea, you know? So it's, I kind of like the idea of it. I signed up. I have not used it yet. Well, maybe but, we should um, try it. Yeah, we should try. I, I think it's one of those things like you have to get, you'd have to get used to it. I mean, you can't, right. You're not going to walk in it like that would be weird. But what I like about that is, you know, that feeling like all you really want to do is leave someone a message, but you got to call them and like, what if they pick up? Yes, totally. That's <laughs> you know? like my life. Ugh. So I remember like going through all these hoops to try to figure out how to bypass actually, because there was, there used to be a way to do that. I don't remember now what it was. You could press a button and it would go straight to someone's voicemail. Yeah. Um, but then you're, you get dumped into their voicemail with all the stuff, like all the crap they don't want to listen to. So who knows if right. they even hear it. So, um, yeah, I think that's actually, actually really cool. It made me think of some, uh, a, an app that I did download a few months ago and then completely forgot about. I don't even know if I still have it on my phone. It's called Anchor and it is a social network, a, an audio social network. Okay. Yeah. That, so, that does sound similar. Yeah. So except that's, it's public, you know, so instead of sending right. them friends messages, you are basically putting out public audio messages. So I don't know how, on the one hand, I think it could be a really cool tool for people who already are like, for example, like people who listen to us anyway, yeah. Uh, if they want to just get like short little snippets of information from us, that might be kind of a cool thing for them to listen to. I think right. it would be it would be hard for me to get used to remembering to log on and listen yeah. to just random contacts talk. But right. you know, it. I think sometimes there's like a little bit of a learning curve, and it's like it's like learning a new language, and you just have to get used yeah. to the way it sounds and feels, and then you decide if you like it, you decide if it's for you or not. So. Well, if you think about it, like 20 years ago or whatever, before email really took off, like the idea of sitting down and typing, I mean, people just called each other for, especially when we're talking about friendships and relationships, you, you know, you talked on the phone and then nobody talked on the phone after a while. So it's just sort of switching, switching medium. And now we're talking about talking again through voicemails (laughs) and Boxer and And podcasts. I I feel like you and I lean toward writing out our thoughts rather than speaking them but I'm saying that into a podcast that we which have. is funny so, and I don't know, I don't know I that that's like... even true necessarily I think that was true for me for a long time right um but I now am very happy just to sit down and talk I just there's so much that goes into using a phone that yeah. complicates it I think yep. um and so I kind of like the cleanness of just knowing exactly who you're gonna get in touch with and how it's gonna all work and that there's no obligation on either side and it's not tied yeah. to like a certain time that you both have to be available. Yes, I exactly. Like time changes and sleeping babies and yep. all of that. Um, okay, well, in just a minute, we're gonna kind of transition into talking about getting together in person in the flesh with our friends. 
Um, but kind of before we do that, just, I wanted to do a couple of housekeeping things. First of all, everything we talk about, including Voxer and Anchor, we will link to in the show notes, which are always at themomhour.com. This is episode 78. So you just look for it. Or if you're listening to this a long time in the future, just search for it. Um, and a couple other things, um, we would still love your iTunes reviews. They make a huge difference. We actually got one of our first really kind of negative reviews recently and we laughed about it because I feel like we've made it, we've, (laughs) we've made it big if people are taking the time. It's okay. We're not for everyone. Um, but we would continue if you have not left us an iTunes review. The reason it helps is that the Uh, Apple iTunes gods look at how many reviews and how many people are leaving reviews as an indication of, you know, is this show still going? Is it thriving? Are people, do people have opinions about it? So it doesn't even have to be a glowing five-star review, just the fact that people are going on and leaving reviews. Um, so if you don't know how to do that, you can do it on a phone um, or on a mobile device or on a computer. Um, if you're not an Apple user, I think it is a little harder and don't, don't kill yourself over it. Like one of our listeners spent like two hours trying to (laughs) figure out how to do it. Don't do that. Just, just love. Thank you. But thank you for that. But if you do, but if it is relatively easy for you to log on and leave one, um, what I like to do is save up a few podcasts and then sit down and leave a bunch of reviews at once. It's just, it, you know, then it's, it's the best use of my time. And then I'm able to give that feedback to the podcasts I listen to. So we would love it if you would leave one. Um, and, oh, and then I also wanted to mention that going into December, this holiday season, 2016, we're going to do some encore presentations of some of our past holiday episodes. So look for those on Saturday in your podcast feed. If you've already binge listened from the beginning, they will be mostly repeats for you. Although I am going to do some light editing. I'm going to update the show notes. So any links, we talked a lot about gift ideas. So everything will be, you know, updated and current, but it will be a, an episode that has aired before. And that's also a great time if you have a friend you think would like our show, um, it's going to kind of double our content in December and there might be something they haven't heard, um, one of our holiday episodes. So look for those. Listen, if you aren't all caught up and you didn't catch last year's holiday content, um, we, it's pretty good actually. I just re-listened. <laughs> it's pretty good if we do say so ourselves. I know. I know. So yeah, so that's all I got on a few housekeeping things. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's from our O-U-R place.com code mom hour. 
Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's Chewable Kids Vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. So should we talk about um, getting together in yes, real because, life? Because we're about to get together in real life. Oh, I'm going to see you in a few days. I know. I'm so excited. Um, yeah. So I guess, I mean... So Sarah and I are getting together to have like a little mini meeting of the minds. We've seen each other in person, you know, a handful of times now. Um, yeah. But it's always been like we were at a conference or you happened to be in Chicago and I saw yeah. you, but it was kind of like, you know, you were busy. There was lots of people there. And so we didn't really yeah. ever have dedicated time just you and me to hang out. So yeah, we've never. I yeah. think the reason this happened is because we literally like you, you were laughing the other day that we planned it in like five minutes. I mean, yeah. sometimes <laughs> there is an element, especially when you're a busy mom and your friend is a busy mom and you don't, you know, there's so many logistics that could get in the way. Pick yep. a date that's lo- far enough out that your calendar is not booked, but not so far out that someone's going to wiggle out of that, it. Yeah. Or that it's just like a big, you know, like a big question mark. You don't want like it that far out. Like anything yeah. could happen. Right. So I think we, we planned it like what, two months out? Do we plan yeah. this two months ago? And we just did it. Like we booked everything that day yeah. or the next day. It was like really fast. Yep. We just and, jumped on it. And it is it is hard, especially if you have little babies or are pregnant or I mean, I just went through many, many years of not doing this kind of getaways or girls weekends or yes, and I feel I. like in the last two years, I'm like, it's like my favorite thing You're to do. Like when's the next yeah. one? <laughs> like who's yeah. planning the next? Um, so just, you know, be patient if that's not your life right now. But I do I agree that getting a date on the calendar. Um, and getting the support of whatever you need on the childcare front, whether that's your partner or your parents or, or a babysitter, um, lining that up, then you have so much to look forward to. And it really is the logistics are seem insurmountable sometimes, but they are surmountable. And once they are taken care of, it's such a fun thing to have on the calendar to look forward to. Um, you know, another thing I will say when you're in that baby and toddler and little kid phase, when in that phase of my life, most of my get togethers with friends were with kids. And so it might not be all of the kids. It might've just been the youngest right. and they would bring their youngest, but it was always like, let's do something special. Let's get a hotel room in a city we can meet at, or let's, you know, right. go someplace fun. Or let's do something we wouldn't usually do and stay up late, watch movies and drink wine and talk or whatever. And it was just kind of that intentional, like, this isn't going to be just another weekend that we're going to have to do all the stuff that we always do, but let's, right. let's make a point of getting together and hanging out. Yeah. And then it morphed as the kids got bigger, it morphed into this more of a free for all, you know, girls gone wild situation like we're going to have. 
right? That's, that's so true. Yes, we totally. <laughs> um, but that's so true. And I just thought of two, one, like last year, um, my friend Sarah and I went to our other friend who had a baby and a toddler because she was not going to leave. She's had a nursing baby and a yeah. very young toddler. So we went to her. Um, so, and we, we actually stayed at her house. And so we were, you know, her kids were there. Her husband was there. It was not a quote unquote girls getaway, but Sarah and I were fancy free because we don't have little, little ones anymore. And we were able to get there. So I agree figuring out how to make it work in those, um, in those little years, but also it doesn't have to be a full weekend. Um, I feel like, I feel like the more we can lower our expectations for what it means yes. to have a friend over to our house or to meet up for something, um, the less complicated, the, I, we are my neighbor friends and I do like wine night every once in a while. And we it's in our pajamas and it's literally one glass of wine. Like it doesn't, people don't even really show up till close to eight and by nine, nine thirty, people are tired. So it's like, yeah. there's no expectation that it's a perfectly clean house or that it's like a big to do. Now, if it's fun to plan a big to do or a really fun girls night, then by all means go for it. But I think the more we, we can remove the barriers to entry, um, by keeping things, simple by, you mm-hmm. know, by making it easy, especially on those with like the worst childcare situation. <laughs> like if someone's husband travels for work, then you can go to their house and bring food or right. whatever, you know, just kind of like, just make it, make it easy. As yeah, much I possible. totally agree. So I have um, two examples of that. I have a friend in town named Liz who I see, she's really busy. Her husband and her are both realtors. So they're extremely busy. Um, depending on the time of year, sometimes crazy busy, sometimes not as, but uh, they have a hot tub. And I started just kind of inviting myself over for what I called hot tub times. And so I would like pre-portion, look, this is so silly. I would pre-portion a glass of wine into a stainless steel container, which I'm probably not even allowed to drive with. So please no one, you know, no one rat me out. And I would bring it there and I'd I'd get her glass and pour it in because then I would know that's how much time I had because I didn't want to sit in the hot tub all night until I wrinkled up or like passed out or I wanted to get to bed on time and and she's the friend like I'll stay up way too late talking with. And it would be like a Monday night or a Wednesday night or whatever and I'd get there like right after the kids went to bed and we'd be in the hot tub for the length of one glass of wine and it's like, well, that's gone. Time for me to go. And then I'm not encroaching. I'm not overstaying my welcome. She still gets to go to bed when she needs to, you know, um, but we get this nice time in. Um, I will also say Jenna and Missy who are my best friends from high school we sometimes get away and have like a real two, three, we went to Florida once. Like we've done a couple things like that. But a lot of times it's just, we get a hotel room close by. And last year we, last year and the summer before, um, we just got a hotel with an outdoor pool close nearby and we just hung up at the pool all day and had some drinks and talked and stayed up late and went to bed. And it was just like, it was just like a nice little breather, you know, but it, it didn't have to be this big thing and we didn't have to fly anywhere and And, and you guys see each other quite a bit anyway. And so, but I love that you did it anyway. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes we can, we can fool ourselves into thinking, well, I see my friends or I text with my friends all the time, but there is nothing like that concentrated time. It reminds you of like high school and college, like time when there was like unlimited girlfriend time. Um, the other thing I was going to say that I feel like I've started to realize is, um, again, with a little bit of planning ahead um, combine, combine getting together with a friend with something else that's really fun. Like you could go on a hike, you know, combine it with exercise, combine it with like, you both need to do Christmas shopping or return something at the mall, you know, combine it with like an errand that works well to do it together. Um, or like do, you know, take a class together, do, you know, so I think sometimes if there's something else happening around it, number one, it makes you sort of put it on the calendar and keep the date. It also kind of makes you, tricks you into feeling like you're 
you know, being productive or doing something beyond just having a cup of coffee. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, my friend Myra, who listens to this podcast, we got together to talk about local election stuff during election season because both of us had kind of wanted to read up on there was a lot of California prepositions and stuff. And so we put that on the calendar to just get together and, you know, go through our ballot. So mm -hmm. I think if there's if there's something else you can attach it to, um, that can be another way to just, you know, make it happen. Make and it, it doesn't, like we said before, I mean, that doesn't always have to mean no kids. And so like um, Jen and I, right. every year for the, I think this is our fifth year, have taken the girls, our girls to see the Nutcracker. And mm -hmm. we always get a room in a hotel and, you know, we take the girls and they wear fancy dresses and we all go see the, we go to dinner and then we go see the play and um, the ballet. And, you know, it's for the girls, which makes it easy for us to set aside the money to do yeah. it. But it's just as much for us. Right. Because we know after the girls are in, are in bed and they're going to be wiped out from swimming in the pool or we're going to sit in the hot tub while they're swimming yeah. or whatever. Um, but when the girls get in bed, we're still going to have time to stay up and talk. And, and yep. we get we get out. We get to go to a different city that we don't live in. And we get to have a nice dinner. And uh, especially now that they're older and easier. When they were right. three, it was a little more hairy. But now it's just really relaxing and fun. And that's a tradition yeah. we can do forever. And yeah. it's one... It's also because there's such a short period of time we can do it, it'll happen yeah. every year. We won't yep. put it off. It's like yep. there's only two or three weekend performances. So it's going to be one of those weekends. It's going to happen. We have that – the holiday season reminds us every year to make and it happen. And the girls remind you too. I mean yeah, it's become absolutely. their tradition too. So it's yeah. not like you could just forget to do that one year. Yeah. Um, I love that. Well, what – what do you, what advice might we have for moms who are feeling like they've grown apart from their friends or that they don't have the time to cultivate these friendships? I mean, it's easy for us to say, this is how we do it. Cause we're a little bit on the other side of yeah. those intense years, but there's also sometimes, um, I think sometimes we get confused about how much friendship we want in this phase of our life versus yeah. what we feel like we should be contributing. I mean, so if you're not feeling happy with your friendship situation, what's our, what's our, maybe what are a few things we could advise people? You Megan? know what? I think that what I, what I remember hearing from people a lot, um, when I was hanging out with a lot of other moms with new little ones, but that I didn't know super well. So they weren't really my like really close friends. So this would be like the right. mom's group. And these are the kinds of yeah. people we'll be talking about is that what they really missed was having that like one, like really close friend. So they might have yeah. people that they ran into it, uh, play group or whatever, but they just weren't forming that. And that's tough because what I recall about those times of my life is that my friendships were almost entirely internet based really, except for my sister who happened right. to live close to me during a lot of that time. So I saw her right. all the time. Um, but my bestest, like the people that I talked to all the time were mostly people that I chatted with. And it was usually like someone, I guess one thing I would say is like those friends sometimes come and go and that's totally okay. Like there are friends for a season. I had a, a friend, a couple of different friends that I remember having like intense, um, friendships with while our kids were really, really little. Cause we were both in the same boat. We were both home with our kids. When right. one case we were both home and then in one case we were both starting freelance writing businesses and we would just be on we would have our computers open and we would just chat all day. Now we weren't sitting in front of our computers, ignoring our kids chatting all day, but it was right. like, it was always open and we were always available and we would talk about everything. I mean, yeah. everything. Sometimes I think we talked, I talked more about deep stuff with those two friends than I do now with friends because now I'm just doing so many other things and, and it's not so intense like that. It was kind of like, how was I going to squeeze as much conversation as I could right. into this one friendship? Right. Right. Um, and, but I have, I'm not going to say grown apart, but I've definitely 
lost the that super intimate, intense connection with those two people um, over the years because our lives changed. And that's okay. I mean, right. things change. So I think that's okay. And I guess the way I found those people was just by keeping my eyes open when I'd be like in a group situation, like a now it'd be like a Facebook group probably, but in those days, an email group Mm -hmm. and finding that person that you really connect with and, and taking, you know, taking the risk of sending an email or a a chat and just seeing if there's chemistry, you know, there has to be some chemistry there. Um, I think it's okay to, to really, really rely on technology during those, those years because sometimes it's just, it's the easiest and fastest route to what you need. Um, and then I guess over time, what I what I would, I guess, just recommend is don't underestimate your ability. Like I know there's like a, there's this feeling like you want a home, you kind of want to hunker down and you know isolate yourself a little bit when your kids are little, especially like this time of year for me. Um, yeah, don't underestimate your ability to maybe break out of that. Sometimes it just gets comfortable, and you just don't want to take the step that it requires yeah. to do it, or you don't like physically. You actually don't want to get in your car. Yeah, you or you don't have clothes, <laughs> or you, <laughs> you don't know? have clothes. Yeah. Or you don't want to call someone or you don't want to text someone, whatever it is. And sometimes you have to really force yourself past that because the reward is worth it. It's just, you just got to make yourself do it. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess that's my advice. Yeah. No. And I, I guess to add to that, um, I think if you are lucky enough to have long time old friendships, like from high school, junior high days and on, which I know you do Megan and I do, but not in my town. Um, those, they can change if not everybody comes to motherhood at the same time. And we've yeah. actually talked about this on past episodes. They can also change and then come back together when everybody's kind of back in the same life phase. But those are worth hanging on to. And I'm not going to lecture anybody about not letting old friendships die because sometimes letting a friendship fizzle is the right thing. However, it's it continues to kind of amaze me how much the four or five people that are like BFFs from my past, like one high school, one college, one post-college continue to be like the people I would pick up the phone if something really terrible would happen. So sometimes I think, of course we have our acquaintances and our friends in our lives, but if you have those people still in your life, um, cultivate that and make make time for an in-person visit or a phone call or whatever works best for the friendship. Um, and you know, like I said, sometimes those things grow apart and it's not meant to stay together. But I, I feel like it's the same five people on my phone list that have been there for the last 25 years. And I feel really yeah. lucky, you know, except yeah. for you, you're, you're new. <laughs> I'm new. Oh, I hope I'm there to stay. Um, another thing I will add to that really quickly is sometimes I think there's a lot of value in even kind of like getting, I don't know if you had, if any of those close, close friends kind of came out of a larger group that you're not as close with anymore. So like Jen and Missy, we're high school friends, but there was a larger group that was right. probably seven girls. And I've kept loosely in touch because of Facebook with most of yeah. them. Um, but recently, and we don't live far from them, but we just never see them. It's like it's outside of our usual routine. Yeah. We don't ever get to that town anymore. It's So we just don't go see them. Um, and we, I finally put this little Facebook group together and I was like, I'm, I'm throwing a date out there. Who can make it? And that you know, at first, like one person couldn't come and I could tell we were all doing a lot of shuffling around trying to make yeah. it work for this one person. And finally I was like, you guys, I'm going to make an executive decision. I'm really sorry, but if we don't do this, it's not going to happen. So right. let's do it, make it a thing. And then we'll get you Jody on the next time. Right. So, um, we went up there, uh, or down to our hometown, which is where these other, um, two people that we were hanging out with live. And it was so funny because we really haven't hung out with them since, I mean, I want to say college. 
We yeah. probably still got together in college. And we kept going, oh my gosh, you guys, we still like each other. Like, we really yeah. like each other. Like we, yeah. I was, It was like capturing a little bit of that magic from being a kid and being kind of just carefree and silly. And then we did manage to go swing by and see our other friend who couldn't get out. So that made it all worth it. So sometimes yeah. you just got to be like the one to grab the bull by the horns and yep. put together the Facebook group and set the date and just make it happen. And then, you know, hopefully on the next time around, someone else will do it. Yeah. And I have actually found that, um, cultivating or staying connected to those friendships from the past actually kind of makes me a little choosier and a little more appreciative of newer friendships. Like I can think of, you know, two or three people in like where we've only lived here two years where I, I can, I think of them, like you're the same, like we have the same level of connection as I do with, you know, my BFFs, which is kind of cool. You know, it kind of make it sort of just, reinforces the importance of those kind of relationships. And you're not going to have them all perfectly lined up in your town at all phases of life, but it's worth, it's worth the effort, I think. Um, and then the other thing I was going to add is I think we all can heap too much guilt on ourselves about, um, taking time away for friendships. And I think this can get tricky with a spouse, especially if you're like busy co-parenting and it's hard enough to get a date night or to get, just time with the two of you or to get time alone. And then now you want to add, like, I need time with my girlfriends to this. And I guess my only advice there is to decide what's a priority for you at this phase of life. And if it is a priority to do one girl's trip a year or one wine night a month or whatever it is, then own it and make it, make it instead of feel kind of guilty about it. And like, I think we've all done the thing where we conveniently forget to mention it until it's kind of like, yes. oh, by the way, oh, by the I way have, yeah. uh, I'm going to meet them for a glass of wine, but and I'm always backpedaling like, but I'll stay like through dinner. So it's not too hard on you. And I'll, I'll help get them down to bed. And, you know, if it's a priority, then make it a priority. If it's not, then that's okay too. But, um, but then I think we don't need to feel bad about it. it it's like yeah. any other type of self-care or relationship. It's if making time for it, helps you be a better mom and a better person, then you don't need to feel bad about it. And I know that's tricky with, you know, especially when, when a marriage is already intensely co-parenting and, you know, time is, is scarce, but if it's important, make it important. And I think too, like sometimes it's the more you do it, the more habit, the the more your co-parent will get used to it. Whereas if you kind of sheepishly do it, you know, quarterly or less, and then you throw it out there and it's like, what? I didn't know that was a thing. Um, and I, I, that was something I had to kind of take back for myself because John just wasn't used to it. Like I wasn't, yeah. I didn't do that for so long that when I started, it yeah. would kind of be this like, oh, well, what am I going to do? And sometimes it was so silly. I'd have to be like, well, you could watch your show that I never liked to watch with yeah. you, or maybe you and the boys could do this or that. And like, it sounds so silly. Like I was, you know, hand holding through something yeah. as dumb as me going out, but I think it was a shift for him as much as it was a shift for me. So it was kind of yeah. like talking him through it helped a little bit. And then it was, once again, it was like, oh, not a big deal. So then- right. And then the more I did it, the more it just became a thing that I did. And it wasn't like this big deal. Exactly. And not all, not to generalize too much, but sometimes the male half of the partnership isn't as used to planning a social calendar, especially if that has fallen to one spouse. So by kind of setting an example, I I mean, Brian does have things that he will go out and do. He loves to see movies that I would never see with him. And he can go to like a 10, 10 o'clock movie and stay awake, which as you, as we all know, I would never do that to myself. Um, and so he will make like movie dates with his 
buddy and they will go to like a nine 30 showing, which also, you know, kind of makes it easier on the kids if it's, if they want to still see him. But, um, I guess my point is setting the example that this is a priority can have benefits for both sides, you know, mm-hmm. because it's, everybody needs, everybody needs their buddies. That's absolutely true. I want to throw one more little thing out before we wrap up. Cause that totally yeah. reminded me of kind of a workaround that I had, um, when I was, either at home working from home with little children and had friends in the same boat and evenings were really hard. And we kind of realized at some point, you know, it doesn't have to be an evening. You could go see a a matinee or go to lunch and you could hire a sitter for that. Or you could use a drop-in daycare center if they have those, or you could, you know, see if another friend or another kind of acquaintance would take the kids for that one. And you guys could play round Robin. So don't always think it has to be like an evening that interrupts bedtimes and interrupts yep. dinner and all that. It could be the middle of the day. You might need a little more work because maybe your spouse won't be the one taking over, but sometimes right. that takes a little of the pressure off everyone, yep. you know? Yep. So that's also, or like right after school when maybe there's a teenager who can yep. come babysit for, for a little while and you can do a happy hour before your spouse even gets home or whatever. Yep. So if you're home during the day, I think it's totally okay to take advantage of those hours, however you wish. And, and, and you for know? full-time, for full-time working moms too, maybe it is a lunch, you know, a lunch break with a right. mom who is at home or another working mom, or, or that, yeah. like you said, or a happy hour or, you know, or adding it on to something that you've want, that you have to do anyway. We kind of talked about that, but like, if it's a school meeting or a something, you know, something where you're going to be in the same vicinity anyway. Yeah. I mm-hmm. just think there's lots of creative ways to leverage, leverage our busyness. Um, yeah, well, I guess if we had to summarize, it would be, you know, it's okay. No matter how you communicate with your friends, it doesn't have to look perfect and it's worth it's worth doing it friends is good friends is good friends make us happy and sarah and i are going to hang out this weekend and we'll send pictures to i don't know to the instagrams i guess to to the i'm in a voxer no i'm just kidding i don't know how to use voxer (laughs) (laughs) um so let us know what you think about all of these thoughts you can leave us a comment um by going to the show notes which are at themomhour.com for episode 78 you can also email us directly. Hello at the momhour.com. I love it when we get emails right after a show and lots of people do this. I think it's like they maybe don't quite feel comfortable enough to leave a public show notes comment or they just haven't made it to the website, but they'll just email us and be like, I just listened to this and here's what I think. And it's yeah, fun. I love like, it. I con- love getting email continuing the conversation. So that's hello at the momhour.com. It comes to both of us. We both read every single one. We try to reply and sometimes it takes us three weeks, but we get there. So yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. This has been fun, and we will talk to you soon. See you next time. The Mom Hour is supported by partners like Erica. Erica is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug when they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. Erica was built by a dad of three boys who saw that teens themselves were really becoming self-aware to the risks of social media, and he wanted to help them self-regulate. Erica works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Sarah, I have been having just the best time making my new podcast, The Teas Made. I launched back in November and so far I've covered topics like staying warm on cold winter walks, nurturing creativity, how to be a great host, and even Nordic secrets to loving winter. 
Well, you know, I am fan number one of the teas made. It's got such a cozy vibe and it seems like you've really hit your stride in covering topics like wellness, self-care, comforting rituals and routines and home and family life. Just look for the teas made with Megan Francis wherever you get your podcasts or head to theteasmade.com to find all the episodes. 